0: Recorded live from the middle ground, between light and shadow, between science and superstition, between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge, it's Transformation Thursday. I'm Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are
1: she, her. And I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her, and I'm also confused by your opening line. We're recording from our homes, not from that weird, strangely gendered place you just mentioned, Penny. Oh,
0: don't be so sure about that, my friend. That's from the opening narration of The Twilight Zone. And sometimes it feels like that's where we are in this pandemic. Just about everything we do has been impacted from how we work all the way down to how we
1: wash our hands. And also how we make our voices be heard. It's hard to make a show of political strength while we're social distancing. And that's the topic of tonight's show. Chris
0: Thompson is one of the more familiar faces of social justice in Rochester. He works very hard at making society more equitable. We're going to talk to him about how the pandemic has affected his activism.
1: Tonight we'll learn about speaking out while staying in right after our traditional music swell and fade out.
0: Let's talk about change amy
1: okay let me see it looks like i've got three quarters a nickel a canadian looney and a few british tenors from when i was in london because i'm an international comedian no
0: not that change change is in transformation the topic of transformation thursday
1: oh yeah that well we're doing this podcast to highlight how much things change and how quickly they do it in society today everything changes and change isn't good or bad it just Is the more we realize that change is just the natural progression of things, the better off we'll be.
0: Now, let's talk about change. Didn't we just do that? No, no, not the last one, the first one, the coins, money, about how people can give us some of theirs
1: so that we can continue talking about ours. Are you just trying to get people to go to our Patreon page to support this podcast so that we can continue our exploration of what it means to live in a rapidly changing world? Because although this is a labor of love. We do have expenses and by going to TransformationThursday.com, they can help ensure that we can continue to be bringing this fun and insightful commentary on the world today. Plus, get exclusive patrons-only content.
0: Um, if I say yes, can we get on to our next segment? Oh, God, I hope so. Okay, then. TransformationThursday.com. Also, can you break a 20 for me? Sure. I can get that to you in euros. Okay, now you're just showing off.
1: Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I am Amy Stevens, and my pronouns in the last minute and 35 seconds have not changed. They are she, her.
0: And I'm Penny Sterling, and of course, my pronouns are she, her. And we have with us today, well, not actually with us, because this is one of those special uh, self-isolation shows. We have live from his own secure undisclosed location, Mr. Chris Thompson. Chris, thank you so much for being on our show.
2: Thank you. It is a pleasure.
0: That's a pleasure for us too. Now, Chris, we have on here because I uh, was watching and I've been watching people who are very socially active, uh, how they are dealing with the isolation that has gone on for two months. It looks like we may be coming out of it now, but I am not at all confident that this is done, that there's going to be a second wave. But one of the things that we do in, in, in our group of people, the marginalized people, is we're socially active. We let our voices be heard because we're trying to protest uh, a lot of things that are no longer helpful for us. And so how do you do that when you have to sit at home? And Chris has been doing that quite a bit. So Chris, could you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing right now and what you're doing to stay, uh, to, to keep to, to keep our vo- your voice elevated and keep the voice of the marginalized elevated in this time?
2: Well, um... I mean, my online presence hasn't changed because it's online. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but it's <clears> mostly in, online now, right? It's mostly online. In person, there's not much to do. Like, usually, like, uh, you know, join in, like, demonstrations and stuff. But demonstrations are out unless, well, there are some demonstrations happening, but they are not in line with anything that I believe. So, <laughs> yeah. We're not doing that. Uh, the one thing that I do that gets me out of the house is, as soon as the lockdown happened in New York, uh, in New York State, um, I became part of a group that sends like food or money or whatever someone needs to, you know, to them. So if like when the shop started like selling out of absolutely everything it was really hard for people to get stuff. And then it was even twice or three times as hard for somebody who might not have the money or might not have their money this day to get like groceries for a family of five. So we set up an organization to like an impromptu organization to get food to them. It's all donation based or we'll like come out of our own pocket. But, um, yeah like the first couple of the first couple of weeks i would say the first month we were going pretty much every day we served at least 300 families in rochester wow well in the rochester area i should say because we've gone out to one person went out to canada to deliver food Uh, i wound up in i think the farthest i've gone is east rochester but we'll go as far as we need to um if someone reaches out to us.
1: Yeah, and that group, I've seen it online. I haven't been able to um, do much with it physically. However, but I did notice some posts in there. there. There were some people that were saying, hey, I'll volunteer, but I'm not gonna go to this neighborhood, I'm not gonna go over here. You know, what did you folks do with them?
2: Oh, we bounced them out. <laughs> like if you're not gonna, like this is, a, this is a group that's for everybody. If you are not going to go to the west side, because you're scared then you don't belong in the group.
0: Yeah they also don't get to go to Zach's Burgers which is the best hamburger place in I think most of the uh, free world. Yes thank you and oh they're, my
2: open. My they're open. They are? Out.
0: Oh, oh yeah. That's, oh thank you for yeah. sharing that with me. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to be doing that very soon. Can we, you, We've we talked about this group could you actually name the group would that be okay so that people will know what group this is? Yeah
2: let me see let me make sure I say the group name right. <laughs> so i'm just gonna log into my facebook no problem and search it because i keep uh, i keep like mixing up the 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 wording mm-hmm. yeah. so it's the covid19 rochester new york
0: food relief covid19 rochester new york food relief
2: <laughs> so it's a group on facebook and apparently this is like we had 2100 members right now wow. um we started out when it it started out pretty strong it started out with like a good three or four hundred and then within a week it went up to a thousand yeah we're up to 2100 even with people we bounced out and uh apparently this is something that's been going on like everywhere like down in new york there was a group there's a group exactly like this
0: uh, it started out of public public concern
2: yes yeah it's a it's a bunch of people who we're really worried about marginalized people, like economically marginalized people, and uh, yeah, they just started up a group, and they're doing exactly the same thing we are, kind of on a larger scale because they're serving New York and New Jersey. We're essentially Monroe County, yeah,
0: or the old the old tri-state area, as they used to call it, or maybe still Oh uh, yes. they
1: still do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: but uh, my, the thing that gets me is I'm, re- while, while I'm, and I feel this way every time I hear about any sort of selfless act and any sort of, um, I'm, the, the word escapes you, but, you know, people who have helping people out. Mm-hmm. Um, I a word for that and it's, it's out of my brain right now. But it, it bothers me to have those people have to do the heavy lifting instead of, for example, the federal government, which has, oh, yeah. do, which if, if if anything, they have been detrimental and um, ca- working counter to any other things, uh, telling telling states that they're on their own as far as getting personal protective equipment and masks and stuff like that. And when the states go out and buy it before it gets there, come around and confiscate it. And then sell it to their cronies who then have to sell it a second time. So there's people who, who are paying twice for the same thing mm-hmm. because the federal government decided to take that away. It's frustrating to me to see that. And it's also frustrating for me to not be able to go out and do this. So I'm really glad that you're doing that. You're, you're helping out, but there really needs to be ways of having our voices be heard that I, you know, letter writing campaigns, I think are good things to do. Uh, Oh, yeah. Doing the
2: action on the ground is part of it. But also, I made sure that I was, you know, registered to vote. (laughs) Like, I just, I just submitted my, um, my application for an absentee ballot.
0: Yeah, I did too.
2: So, uh, like, you can't, like, while you're, while you're stuck in the house, if you can't go out, like, I completely understand people who can't go out at all. So, Mm -hmm. if you can't go out in, like, deliver foods and stuff to people if we can't go to our our you know our town halls and our legislative buildings right now to like lobby our you know our counselors and our legislators uh you can definitely like email them and write to them you can definitely at a minimum register to vote because like i you know this we got to be honest the 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 national elections this year is a dumpster fire, yeah. but like honestly, these people that are national were local ones, and people need to understand that like voting locally is what will truly determine what will happen
1: nationally.
0: Yeah, that's the grassroots effect. That's yep. the, it's the groundswell stuff.
1: Yes, exactly. And Chris, you mentioned in there as well, you mentioned protesting, and you're not doing a lot of that right now, but... Um, but there are other people that are protesting because they are seeing that their rights are being curtailed in this national emergency of public health nature. Um, what do you say to those folks, you know, welcome to the club, you know, let me show you how to do it. I mean, is there any outreach that can be done there?
2: I just kind of stare in black. <laughs> just, you're really worried about your rights being, being violated. Like now, you're worried about your rights being violated like come it's
1: like, on it's like, getting like it's
2: just, yeah it, it's kind of annoying because like the roots of this these protests were it's completely astroturf like it's not like a grassroots protest it's exactly the same thing that happened with the tea party where it looked like it was grassroots but then it turned out that like a major uh republican financer uh dick army was like behind like pretty much he was the architect of the Tea Party movement. Same thing with this protest. And also is being linked to like this, this like second civil war movement. The, I don't know if you've heard of the Boogaloo, but it's-
1: No, a, educate ridiculous us. thing. <laughs> Take okay. a moment.
2: So white supremacists and like right wing militias have made this, this is all like some 4chan stuff have coined the term the boogaloo for the second civil war because you know break into electric boogaloo the movie they had to ruin another thing that i like basically (laughs) (laughs) so now they got pepe the frog and the boogaloo but like they've been showing up at these protests a lot and even in even in rochester like these white supremacist groups have been showing up at these protests and people are acting like that you know they're not there but there's actual evidence like I pulled off a bunch of identity Europa
0: yeah I saw chapters. that
2: yeah like that was just up on a, just up on a Cobbs Hill in in the ABC in the ABC
1: area. What was that again? Identity Europa? Identity Europa.
2: Yes identity Europa. It's essentially a neo Nazi group. That's that started in 2016. That's just like a nonviolent offshoot of actual neo Nazis. Right. It's so, kind of like the White Citizens Council of today.
1: But the, sorry, but neo Nazi and nonviolent seems to be an oxymoron. Oh yeah,
0: it is. It well, is. It, yeah, but uh, the basic, but but it's 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 a front. It's uh it it is the uh it is the pawn shop of the fencing like you know it's like the equivalent of a pawn shop where there's a sheen of authenticity and there's a sheen of normalcy to it until you actually start looking at what they want and what they're actually trying to do Mm -hmm. and then it becomes frightening but they want to be able to look they want to break they want a place at the table and they realize that if they come in there as skinheads and with with ak-47s unless it's michigan they're not going to get into the court. And
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So they put on the suit and the tie, and let their hair grow long, and they they wear their American flag lapel pins and maybe the Dixie flag lapel pin on the outside or whatever, and they come and they and they try to sound reasonable. I mean, that was what da- that's what David Duke did mm-hmm. uh, for for a long time, and then they're just going to school on that, and so it's really violent, but it's the it's it's the passive aggressive part. That's the part that looks nonviolent.
2: They pretty much are normalizing their hate. That's what they're doing. Yeah, and
0: uh, and 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 Donald Trump is is helping them because they will vote for anybody who will that they think will help their cause. And so Donald mm-hmm. Trump looks at it as, oh, these people love me, so I'm going to say exactly what they want to hear.
1: Well, this is classic us versus them. You know, dictatorship. You know, cult cult thought process in play here because Donald Trump has to have a boogeyman to get reelected because he's not going to be able to do it on his record he's not going to be able to do it on the tax cuts he's losing the economy argument right now so the so he has to play up some angle and us versus them is the perfect way to do that so keep America great that means okay so people like us here in this zoom conference call right now as long as we're marginalized and the bulk of the white nationalists and other conservative people are have this boogeyman to take things out on that place to his to donald trump his base and that's the rallying cry and that's we see this time in time out through history just go back to the german elections in 1933 that's all i gotta say mm-hmm. it's it's horrible and you know
0: it, it, the worst part is that we can see it happening the, the, the worst part, I think, is also the best part. Uh, it, it could potentially be the best part. Because you know, my, my theory is that there, uh, there's a gift in everything and maybe the gift out of this will be that um, they will become so transparent and so blatantly obviously uh, wrong for America. Like everything that they talk about is turning, out. everything that they say should work perfectly you know, the whole Laffer curve, supply side economics uh, that, you know, the cutting down, you know, making making the government the size that you can drown it in a bathtub. All those things that they say will make America better are demonstrably making America worse. You know, things like, you know, the, and the, the, one, the, the biggest irony that I, I, that I think everybody finds is that when uh, President Obama decided to go out with his Affordable Care Act and everybody was talking about death camps and how they were going to kill their grand, your, your grandmother's going to die. Because they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. kill them instead of doing this. And they were up in outrage about this, but now it's like, well, your grandma's gonna die from COVID nineteen. Oh, well, she she had a good run.
2: Yeah. Seriously.
0: What the actual fuck, people? Do you, you not guess. see what you're doing? Do you even care? Sorry. And so yeah, so and, and so talking about it like this is the answer it, is no, they don't care. Yeah, they do not. It's all been, it's all just been a sheen. The, I have never heard anybody talk about any sort of right wing ideology, right wing economic, economic, um, plan, a right wing political plan where it doesn't boil down to, fuck you, I've got mine. And hopefully seeing that that is the way it is. I know this is supposed to be, we're talking to, we're supposed to be talking to Chris and I'm here, you know, spewing, but, It just, it just pisses me off.
1: Well, and I I think, well, it it is all true. And Chris, Chris brings up a great thing. You know, we're talking about activism. Okay. So what's, so you just ask Chris, what's the most important thing you can do right now for activism? Vote, get your, get your mail-in ballot, get registered to vote, whatever it is, be ready for the primary and the general election in November to make your voice count short of going out on the streets. Because you know yeah. we we talk about the Civil War, whatever you want to call it, but you know what? But we look at states like New York and California. You know how much? I mean, how much can we continue to support these freeloaders down south who just keep taking our money?
0: Yeah, we're we're yeah. They, they you look at. I'm sorry, Chris. Talk. Oh no, you're. I mean, you're you're
2: on the money. <laughs> like though I always said that like the the simplest form of activism that you can do the easiest form of activism you can do is voting. Like if you if you're mad about something you can go there and make your voice heard to the government officially by casting your ballot. Right. It's the easiest part. Everything else like going to a demonstration is good for show but at the end of the day when the demonstration is over you still need to get in there and like do something. So like voting is one way to make your voice heard. talking to your to your representatives is the next thing, which is difficult like in general, they're usually deliberately unavailable yep. so yeah
1: but but voting. We, I was just going to say, but voting can also mean on a daily basis of maybe you're not voting with a ballot, but maybe you're voting with your with your wallet, with where you're putting in your debit card, where you're spending your where you're spending your money. I don't buy bigoted chicken or <laughs> oh, their yeah, milkshakes. Yeah. Period.
2: Yeah. No. Well, it's also really dry
0: and gross. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't price, quite frankly. Seriously, or just go local. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can go to Zock's.
2: Does Zock do chicken? Yeah. Does Zock's do chicken? Zox, I'm pretty sure Zox has a chicken sandwich. They definitely have a turkey burger that's really delicious. And I know, like, I don't eat beef, but, like, everybody who's had their burgers is...
0: Oh, that... Oh, you're... What you say... Yeah, I, I dragged my... I didn't drag my son there. I said, I know the best hamburger place in Rochester. And he was like, nah, you don't. It's... No, like uh it, it's don's or it's bills or something like that no it's zox and i brought him there and he was like oh my god
1: where is zox i
0: it's uh it's in the 19th ward oh, it's on
1: yeah.
0: what's what's it's uh is that on brooks no it's not on brooks what is it on i think it's chile Yeah, you yeah right. yeah it is chile ave right off of 490 really it's just like the chile avenue exit off of four nine five ninety 590 heading north and make a make it right and it's there it's and it's yeah. fantastic
1: yeah so this it's, is de- uh, so this has devolved in from a protest conversation to let's go get some burgers
0: well it actually it's part of the hey. same thing <laughs> go ahead chris you talk
1: buying local is activism
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: buying no. local
2: instead of buying like from a national chain that puts money into your own community whether you're like part of the neighborhood or not, you're still putting money into the community, into the local economy.
0: Yeah, and especially yeah. buying local from a minority from a marginalized group of people. who's yeah. Marginalized, like Zax.
2: Yeah, yeah, the dude is, the dude is fantastic. He's got two employees. It's him and his longtime friend and they are like fantastic. Like he's, he has busted his hump. He's like under 30. And like he's been this successful, like he's he's a fantastic dude, yeah. and I support anybody. <laughs> I support anybody going there and eating his food.
1: Well, why don't Absolutely. we why don't we all meet there this week for a socially distanced lunch? If we could, if it's open,
2: as soon as it's open. Yeah, I'll- it's it's definitely open for takeout and delivery. So yeah. When they're, I, I, I forgot what days they're off, probably Sunday, Monday, like most restaurants, but like, yeah, you can, you can look them up and you can call them in an order and pick it up or you can grab, it and deliver. I try to, I try to pick things up like locally, like it just, it gives, it puts more money in their pocket.
1: How do you spell Zox? Z-O-C.
0: You see know, apostrophe X, and that's the thing that I want. I want to. I want to circle back because this is activism. Uh, we've done things like Chris last year uh, organized a lunch activism where we went and we supported a bunch of us supported restaurants run by minorities, specifically Black people, and I was able to go and find some really great food in a lot of really cool places, um, which. And, and And there are a lot of a lot of people need to do that, yeah we went to the the place on yeah there was so many good there was so many so much good food that we did there, and that's mm-hmm. and you know not the activism does not always have to be blood and guts and screaming and yelling activism Oftentimes time it's just and just amplifying voices, amplifying yeah. marginalized voices it's like we're we were talking about today with the out alliance they did a uh, they did what was actually a pretty admirable thing where they posted uh, a series of panels about um, what white privilege was. So how to recognize mm-hmm. white privilege, and it was great. Then I was really glad that they did that. Uh, my issue with it was uh, twofold. They the woman who wrote that they they did not they did not give her any sort of attribution, and the second part that I had issue that I had with it was that what they did it was very beautiful artistic you know the, the calligraphy sort of online you know very you know kind of i don't modern i don't look at the, the artwork that they did was done by a korean american woman mm-hmm. and they lopped off the first panel which was her name and if you go to her website she's like you can freely use this all i ask you to do is to give me credit. <laughs> give me credit. Exactly. And they did not do that. That one simple thing they did not do. On the other hand, I also have an issue with her because she didn't bother to uh, attribute the panels that she created to the the woman that did it. Uh, her name is, uh, I don't know what her name is, but her account, I'm trying to think of her name. We, we mentioned it earlier, uh, yes. you and I. Um, what was it? I'm trying to think of her it's name. It's on
1: Twitter, right?
0: Yeah, it was on Twitter.
1: Yeah, uh, it's Kim. Why not? That's what her. What mm-hmm. she goes by. And she got suspended on Twitter for right. Yeah, she got suspended. We don't know why. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Twitter and Facebook are very famous for silencing black and female voices. And yeah. Queer voices
0: for the dumbest for fucking things. Whiteness. Yeah. Like we Ilhan,
2: mm-hmm.
0: our friend Ilhan. Mm-hmm. You want? Do you want to tell that story, Chris? Oh, I don't know what she got. A, well, she got a suspended. <laughs>
2: You know so what I'm talking about? She got, yeah. So the first time she got suspended on on uh, Facebook was because she took a picture of a giant bin of spices in Walmart, and her caption was "White people don't season chicken." That was it. <laughs> For that, she was suspended. That is a, ho- a hilarious joke
0: and kind of true. It is. Yeah. Well. It is. Well, especially. Uh, especially, you know, the previous generations. And, I've, and I've, I was actually thinking about doing, uh, doing, talking about this or writing about this or doing a show about this. I, a lot of people will post these things from like the 1970s, these recipes for things Jeez. like f- fluffy mackerel pudding and all these things. Or they, yeah, I know, uh, Amy's making. Ew. That was an actual thing in the 1970s. Fluffy, someone came up, somebody white came up with a with a with a recipe for fluffy mackerel pudding and there are so many things that they would like take things and they would put them in gelatin and cover them with mayonnaise. Okay, so, and, and a lot of people like finding these recipes and posting them on Facebook. Uh, our friend Mel Muscarella does this all the time. There's a, she follows a, a, a Twitter feed that finds these things and posts them, and she reposts them. And they're, they're hilarious, except I ate that fucking shit in the 1970s. <laughs> and there's a reason
1: why you didn't eat it in the 80s.
0: Yeah, well, as soon as, honestly, this is how my, my mom was, and, and this, is, this is white culture. This is absolutely white culture. White culture does not
1: know how to cook. Be, white, white culture only knows how to appropriate. Absolutely.
0: Well, they, didn't, they weren't even doing that back in the 70s. They weren't even smart enough to realize okay, there are people who are doing a magnificent things with food, but instead we're just going to put it in gelatin and cover it with mayonnaise. Yeah. And it was awful. I had my mother made celery jello one time. Not, why? Not, not, why, not, why would you do that? It's already celery. Not not like why not, are you doing that? She didn't put celery in jello, she put celery in the flavoring of the jellos. So it was jello, it was celery oh. for jello. And celery when, tastes like water. It will, no, it <laughs> tastes worse than water. T- trust me. Especially oh. when you think it's like lime jello. When my mom made jello, it was always a good thing because at least I'm not doing eating fluffy mackerel pudding. You know, oh. and so it's like, oh, mom made jello, thank God. You know, and like you take a bite of it, and it's freaking celery. No so wrong. So, so, so the reason wrong. the reason why they culturally appropriate is because they don't have any ideas about doing anything interesting themselves, other than conquest.
2: Well, you know that's what happens when you have other people do all your free labor and cooking.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> Chris. There you go, bringing up history again. Well, it's true. <laughs> I I, mean, I know, but it's like Chris is so smart and so well spoken and can just articulate the right thing at the right time and it's with always like automatic. five words yeah I mean, it's just... <laughs> and he's handsome too
0: yeah and he does this so elegantly and so effortlessly and so smoothly yes. it's, just, it's like he just slides that knife in there and it's like you have to look down oh there's <laughs> there's a knife there how
1: did that get there darn oh it's to gush over Chris Hour, everybody oh it, I always do I'm Chris fine over. with it
0: Chris is, oh, okay. you are the most you're one of the most you go for two hours. Met.
1: yeah it's it's i really oh, thank you. i'm so glad to hear that i did find zox hours they are closed today and tomorrow so but 10 a.m on tuesday we'll meet perfect 10 a.m for perfect. a hamburger yeah okay well if you can drink if, you can, if it's happy hour anywhere it's burger time anywhere then too right <laughs> yeah that burger time
0: somewhere it's, and that somewhere's going to be zox mm-hmm. i will go to a park someplace and we'll sit in the park and we'll eat excuse me burgers and um
1: where were you gonna go
0: with that i don't really give a (laughs) shit i'm drinking right now i've i today's yesterday was you know this has nothing to do with this but we're talking so i'm bringing it up yesterday was supposed to be my daughter's graduation uh and um of all my children first off i have been raising kids since the first Bush administration, so you have no idea how many graduations, moving up ceremonies, promotions, award ceremonies that I have gone through for my kids, and the one that I was looking forward to the most was my daughter's, because she seriously kicked ass in college. Uh, she was on the dean's list every year, She and graduated with something like a 3.8-something GPA. She Nice. Was she was like the president of a couple of academic fraternities and, uh, and as also the theater fraternity. She's like one of those people that you look at and go, How the hell did she do all this? And she's just like shrugs. She's got like a double major and a double minor because when somebody looked at her and said, Well, if you take one more religion course, you'll have a double minor. And so she said, Okay. And amazing. Yeah, she got an A minus on the religion course this year. And that was the only A minus. Everything else was straight A's. And she's like worries about this all the time. I really wanted to see her cross the stage, and it's not happening. And so I was, I was making her, her uh, favorite dish was my, which is my chili, which I spiced the fuck out of, by nice. the way. Well, no, my, yeah, I know out, you out can the,
1: cook. All out of the Walmart bin? No, no <laughs> oh my,
0: my 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 mother. When my mother made chili, you could see the bottom of the bowl. That's how bad it was. She treated like she had like one container of like ten year old chili powder that she would like she would like distribute like it was you know like Himalayan saffron. She would just put just the smallest amount and it was just horrible. It, my, my, my mother's cooking was so bad when I got to college and I started eating cafeteria food, it was better. <laughs> that's how huh. bad it was. And so that's, and so I started like, Oh my God, this is great food. I don't know
1: if I've ever told you to this, but I'm from Minnesota originally. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, this, and the only three seasonings we had growing up were salt pepper, and ketchup. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: And Lutfisk. <laughs> Ew.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: Ew. A brine and lye in your diet never hurt anybody, except for the people oh. that are killed. But oh, all-
1: I can still yeah. smell that from the Lutheran church I grew up in 40 years ago. Oh, don't you know. I you feel betcha. like
2: lutefisk is like the goyish gefilte fish. Just <laughs> <laughs> Like we all pretend that we like it, but not really.
1: Yeah, it's always us Lutherans. Like, how dare you do that to a
0: fish? I know it's it's well. What what else we got? We got anchovies. I think that you know that there's so many people who do so many awful things to except for of course the 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 the, the white folks, the like the Northern European white folks who yeah. don't do it.
2: So We're the first time me. they had anchovies was actually in Japan. Really? And they serve it so many different ways. Like I had anchovies besides like just like that can in oil where it's like super salty and gross. Mm-hmm. They would like cook them and they were basically like bar food. You know how you've got like the goldfish in a bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're
0: anchovies. talking about the crackers, not the actual Yeah, fish. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So think goldfish crackers, but actual fish. <laughs> it's like salted and dried and it's just like bar food like you just like pick them up and eat them with your beer and it was fantastic you just like get just like a bag of them <laughs> of these of like anchovies and other tiny little fish that's just like dried and like crispy and then there was like you know you can eat them raw you can eat them like they they fry them up with way less salt than they use in america not that much salt.
0: Yeah.
2: It's pretty fantastic.
0: America tries to actively kill its citizens. hmm Really, if you oh, look yeah, at it, they, they definitely try to actively kill its citizens. And so, you know, swinging it back to what we're talking about, this is why we need activism. Because mm-hmm. they're actively trying to kill us. Well, passive-aggressively trying to kill us. They do it legislatively. You know, and they talk about things like, you know, freeloading and welfare queens. Whereas, you know, uh, these companies that are making like a billion dollars a quarter get one bad month and all of a sudden we got to bail them out? mm mm-hmm. like, What exactly. the fuck?
2: And it's on, Is both, both parties doing it. It's yeah. not like it's just one. We keep blaming who, whichever party is in power, but the fact is both parties have been doing this for years.
1: Well, mm. and as we go back and we're going to be going into a major economic depression probably if we're not already in it. I was going to say already in it, but go yeah. ahead. But you go back and you look at the 1929, you know, Herbert Hoover presidency, and they didn't do that administration didn't do enough to save the economy. And now, you know, granted, there has been some stuff, but most major economists are saying we need more governmental action. The House has passed a three trillion, you know, aid package. But will that get through the Senate and actually signed by the president? Who knows? And so I, this stuff just continues to repeat itself every 70, 80 years or 90 years. And we're just in this cycle that we just don't learn from our previous mistakes. And I think it's just as us as humans, we have this collective amnesia. And so hopefully mm-hmm. we can overcome it.
0: It makes sense because we want, we want to believe that we're better than other people. We're better than our ancestors. We're smarter than our ancestors. And it kills us every time. Sometimes literally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but now Grandma's expendable. Yeah.
0: Well, thank God for that because, you know, I can't feed her anymore.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I can't afford the beef because it's sold out at Wegmans. That's terrible.
0: (laughs) Well, this is actually, I I don't know if we actually covered the topic that we wanted to, but I've had a hell of a good time here with Chris, like I do every time I've interacted socially with Chris. Uh, It's it's a fantastic time, and and, uh, I'm really glad you, we this is actually our third attempt of interviewing Chris for Transformation Thursday. The first, the first time we forgot to record to, to roll on it. The second time I forgot to show up. And so third time's a charm. Yep. Third time's a charm. And Chris is always charming. Chris Thompson, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Um, I don't know if we covered the topic, but I had a hell of a good time. And that, I guess, is going to be enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, what, I, uh, that's what I think. I look forward to when we can all hug again.
1: Yeah, I again. think we think speaking on behalf of Penny there I, I would g- concur with that that we look forward to hugging Chris very soon and but thanks again Chris for coming on Transformation Thursday we'll be right back after this short message.
0: I want right? a burger now.
1: I want a burger now. Yes. To financially support Transformation Thursday, go to TransformationThursday.com and that will bring you to our Patreon page. Once there, click on the Become a Patron button. You can also follow us online on Facebook. You can follow us by searching for Transformation Thursday podcast. And please join our private Facebook group by searching Transformation Thursday on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at Trans Pod. To make sure you stay up to date with all the latest episodes, please subscribe to the Transformation Thursday podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google podcast or wherever you get your podcast. On Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a short review. It's free and it does help get Transformation Thursday out to a larger audience. Finally, Transformation Thursday is copyrighted material. All rights reserved 2020.
0: Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Penny Sterling and my pronouns are she/her, and I'm Amy Stevens and my pronouns are she/her as well. My goodness, it's so much fun to have Chris Thompson on, Amy. I really enjoyed talking with him. He is, he is a, a, a raconteur, a man about town, an activist, uh, socially aware, uh, puts his money where his mouth is, all the things, every, every single cliche you could talk about social activism, Chris embodies, every, every cliche you say about being a stand-up, righteous dude, Chris embodies that as well.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing that impresses me most about Chris is that not only does he walk the walk, but he knows his stuff. I mean, you can put him on the spot and he's going to know the history, the background for it, and he's going to be able to make an argument with you very, very thoughtfully and very well worded very quickly. And most people don't have that gift. I know I stumble over it a lot. I know, you know, when you're unscripted, you stumble over it. But he is just like a well-oiled machine when it comes to that. And what impressed me most really about today, though, is, you know, we always think of activism, being on the streets, protesting, being that big voice. But Chris put it very simply. The biggest thing, the easiest thing you could do to protest and make your voice heard is vote. Vote. Absolutely.
0: Today I actually um, I downloaded the application for the vote by mail, and I am not, I'm covering my bases. I'm going to vote by mail for both the primary and the general election because I have zero confidence that we'll be out of this. If if we are, I would love to be proven wrong about this. I have zero confidence that that we are going to be back towards anything that remotely resembles uh, what life was like in uh, late February, early March by the time of uh, by, by November.
1: And I don't think we'll ever go back
0: to that life. Well, we won't go back to that. But the the idea of having to socially distance my my guess about what's going to happen in the next couple months is that we're going to relax these social restrictions too soon. Um, the right wing people who are out already protesting about this and actually getting angry at people because they're wearing masks and protecting themselves in public are going to come down. We're going to have a second wave of this. And then we have to ride that second wave out before we can actually get back to uh, a new normal.
1: Yeah. And every pandemics had a second wave. So, I mean, that's just more history repeating itself and more history we're ignoring and more history that we're ignoring. But there's also, you know, we were talking about this, you know, one time long ago. It seems like far, far away, maybe. But so last Thursday, last Thursday, yeah, something like that. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I I don't know. I see. I understand the need for social distancing. I really do, and I follow social distancing. But I'm not the strictest about it either. I mean, I'm still going to work. You're going to work. Uh, we're doing things. You know, we're going out. We're doing things. You know, we need to go grocery shopping. But I'm wearing my mask. I'm taking precautions. And you and I were both tested for COVID-19 last week because we're frontline employees. You know, I'm. You know. As far as I know, we both have come back negative, so that's good. I've come back negative, yeah, but that just means at that point in time we didn't have it. Then, so, but these things continue to seem to work. I'm definitely not in the crowd of open everything right now, but I'm not in the crowd of open or you know, keep everything locked down either. Um, there's going to be some real social and mental issues that come out of this pandemic and this extended period of social distancing and as somebody who's going to start working on my mental health um credential here pretty soon you know i've been paying attention to these things i've been reading up on them and you know there has to be a balancing act but in this hyper political time that we're in there there's there's just very few voices in the middle saying hey you know what take your precautions, be safe, get out there and do the things you need to do, but still socially distance And I think you and I fit into that middle category, but the the voices on either side of us sometimes, I understand where they're coming from, but they're just so loud and incessant that it, it really it's really hard to listen to today.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, and the other thing that that I on, on that topic that 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 I would like to see is, more leeway and a from a from a region to region, county to county, even city to city basis. What I would love to see is to have like a a, a guidelines from the C D C in order to restrict like with step by step. If you pass this thing, if you have uh if you're uh, if your uh, cases, new cases are level for two weeks, then this is how this is the next step. If your if your cases start going down, then this is the next step. Uh, if they have if, if your cases get down below this percentage number, then you can consider to actually going back to something like normal where you don't have to absolutely have the mask on and continue to practice social distancing. I don't see those sorts of guidelines being coming out. And when I do see them, I see people getting pissed off about them. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, we're going to, we're going to see more infections. We're going to see more death. It's a lot of it is needless, but we can only do what we can do. And that's why we, that's why I love Chris so much is because he's a, my takeaway from this was that he's able to look at situations and see and say, how can I help? How can I make my voice be known? How can I, um, how can, how can I, whole how can i speak truth to power in any situation he actively seeks that out and he actively does that and that's why i'm so glad to have him here and i'm so glad that we're a friend especially because we're going to be going to zox for hamburgers very soon
1: yeah definitely and you know and i think as we continue to work through this and as we do continue to come together and reduce our social distancing i think it's important that we take precautions so maybe it is wearing masks with friends and sitting a little bit further apart so and i think the guidelines are being developed as we work through these things you know but just kind of using an insurance thing you know i like the regional approach that new york is taking just because you know you coming from an insurance background there's this idea of an attractive nuisance and so you know if we break it down too small of a geographic area it's just boy that 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 just across the river there in Greece, you know, from where we live, you know, there, there's stuff open. I can just drive across. So there's a balancing act there. And I think, you know, I think our, you know, I think our governor's doing a good job for it. It's not perfect. There's been some mistakes here, obviously, but, um, but I think we're on the right track.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think that I want to become an attractive nuisance, you know, that's,
1: we already are an attractive nuisance just by being transgender and fabulous.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely fabulous, and it's been a fabulous conversation here. And so I'm gonna I think it's time for us to wrap up and say goodnight. I got chili on the stove that I gotta get to. You've got a life to live. And so we'll be back next week for Transformation Thursday. It'll always be interesting, it'll always be fun, and it'll never go the way we planned.
1: Good night, Amy. Good night, Penny. Good night, everyone. I want chili.